And within nine days, we ranked on page one. And that one piece of content, this is what I mean by evergreen content, that one piece of content has delivered over 1,750 visitors to our website. Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. And today I am fired up because, well, we are going to help you or anyone that needs help with creating content by avoiding some mistakes. And what I'm going to be covering here today are three content creation mistakes. And I'm going to share with you what not to do, but what to do to correct this. All right. And a couple of these are pretty obvious, pretty easy to fix, but a lot of people don't. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a bonus tip. And this one here is going to be a checklist that you can take notes and actually use it to create better content that will also, also here, uh, get uh, more eyeballs on it because you'll be showing up in Google, okay? And that's really what we're trying to do here is create our content and then from there, host it and get it indexed and have people find it and come over to our website, right? Into our niche property. All right. So if you are listening to this though, and you're like, Scott, I love this and I need help creating content. If you want to go through our seven day content creation challenge, I would definitely recommend heading on over to launchyourcontent.com. Again, that's launchyourcontent.com. And for seven days, you can go through this entire process from start to finish. All right. And I would definitely, definitely recommend that because you're going to watch us create a piece of content from scratch. Our first challenge that we did, by the way, uh, we didn't we didn't know this was going to happen, but we created a piece of content, and within nine days, we ranked on page one. And that one piece of content, this is what I mean by evergreen content, that one piece of content has delivered over 1,750 visitors to our website from one piece of content that was created once that took us not seven days. It really took probably about an hour, hour and a half, all right? And now it just keeps on giving. All right. And we're getting traffic every single day from that one piece of content. And that's what we're doing inside of the seven day content creation challenge. So if you're interested in joining us, head on over there and, uh, and get signed up. All right. Launch your content.com. All right. So let's kind of dig right in here. This is one of the biggest things here, as far as like not, uh, having these things in place or doing these things because it will prevent you from getting results. And what happens when you don't get results? You usually stop doing it, right? It's like going to the gym. Man, I've been going to the gym every single day for a week and I haven't lost any weight or I haven't built any muscle. Well, we probably didn't either do it right or we probably didn't give it enough time. Okay. So I'm going to assume that uh, you're showing up but maybe you're just not doing it properly. That's fine. We can fix that. All right. So let me kind of dig in here. So the number one mistake, and I don't think this is like the number one mistake, but it's the first one I'm going to be sharing with you, but it's one of the big mistakes. All right. 
And this here, I recently identified this for one of our Brand Creators Academy students on a coaching call. We actually did a hot seat session, and I also talked about it here on a past episode, and that was episode 166, 1066. Um, Man, it's crazy that there's been that many episodes on this podcast. 1066, and that was uh, Scotty's coaching call, and it's not my son, Scotty. It was one of our members. His name is Scotty. And, uh, and we really identified that he was probably doing this one mistake, and that was trying to go after high volume, high search volume, I mean, uh, traffic. So trying to find that golden keyword, that golden goose, as we call it, like trying to find that one that gets a thousand or 5,000 or a hundred thousand, man, I would love to get in front of that one. Here's the deal. Probably not going to happen. Okay. Probably not going to happen. You're probably trying to go after a keyword. That's just too competitive. And that's exactly what Scotty was doing. Okay. So what we need to understand here. Okay. And to avoid this mistake is you need to get those search volume numbers out of your head. Okay. Don't go after keywords right now for the, what you see in a tool. Okay. Because here's the deal. I've went after zero searched keywords and I'm getting thousands of people coming to that article and that piece of content. Because like I've said before, if you write the content well and you optimize it, which I'm going to give you guys some tips here in this episode as well. So stay tuned. You will show up for a variety of different keywords. I have some that I wrote for this one long tail, but we're getting 600, 700 variations off of that one because we wrote it properly. And I'll I'll share that with you here in a second. All right. But that's a big mistake is going after the ones that have so much competition. All right. So what you need to understand on the very beginning, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, is relevancy. If it makes sense, if it's, if it's a question that you go and you Google and it comes up in the auto suggest first, that's being searched for, even if the tool says it gets zero. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is you should be creating that for relevancy because in the very beginning and as you grow the site, relevancy is going to help you rank down the line. It's going to help you signal Google, this is what my site is about. This is what we talk about. These are the topics. This is the niche. This is the sub niche. And it's all kind of connected. All right. So that's a big mistake. So if you're falling in the trap of spending hours trying to find that one keyword that you're going to bank everything on, it's like putting all your chips on one number, right? Like I need that thing to hit. Versus eh, let me put like 20 chips around and see which one it lands on now. Much greater chance, right? Might not win as much, but I'm going to win some, okay? Now, that's like I said, a big mistake that a lot of people are making. So that's one thing that you can prevent. And I would suggest in the very beginning, 10, 20, even 30 pieces of content. Don't worry about search volume. Don't worry about search volume. I would look at how competitive it is, okay? And the way that you can do that is you can jump into Uber suggest and then look at their competitor or the competitor, uh, analysis on that. And if it's some, if it's below a 35, then go for it. Right. Or if you don't even want to do that, if you just want to go and start typing into Google and see what the auto suggest is, then do that. Do not overthink it. 
Okay. Because that's going to prevent you from creating content, which is going to also prevent you from having a chance, right? Of having a chance to rank. So that's the big one. And just keep in mind, relevancy first, low competition. That's what we're going after. Okay. And again, episode 1066, that would be a good one for you to listen to if you want help with that. And also hearing some of the advice I gave uh, one of our Academy members. All right. So number two, the second mistake is bad content. I'll just say it, bad content. All right. Now, what do I mean? What, what makes bad content or what is bad content? Uh, well, number one, just writing a short uh, post, right? I don't know, 400 words, 500 words. Now, I'm not saying word count has something to do with ranking. It can because the more content that you have, the more words, right? The more, the more information the more relevant, the more keywords that are in that piece of content, it makes sense. Now, Google's not looking at it and going like, oh, it's only got 400 words, so I'm not going to rank it. That's not what they're doing, right? That's not how that algorithm works. The way it works is they're looking at, okay, what is this article about? And then it also starts to look at different things inside of that piece of content, all right? Like things like your, uh, you know, your subtopics, your different, uh, your, your other, uh, you know, areas that you're, you're covering other long tail that you're putting in there, not purposely, but you're putting them in there because it's relevant, right? Relevancy, right? And I'm going to give you guys, like I said, a checklist that's going to help you with all of that. So stay tuned for that. All right. So that's a big one is just slamming up some crappy content. That's not optimized. Right. And it's not good. Now, what also makes it not good and it's not a good user experience. Well, if someone goes there and they go, oh, this is crap, and they get out of there real quick, they call that a bounce rate, that's a bad signal to Google. That means that people are going there and they're like, I'm out of here. This is not good. So we want to make it good, right? We want it to be always with the user in mind, right? Someone staying on your site longer to read or to watch is going to signal to Google that people are staying there longer on your site. That must mean it's relevant and it must mean that they're getting what they stopped by for. Okay. So always keep that in mind. So bad content. The other thing could be is bad English. If you're writing for the English market, uh, spelling errors, not formatted. Well, maybe it's just big giant block of text, not a good user experience. Okay. Bad English is, or spelling errors, uh, or uh, you know, grammar, any of that stuff that could hurt the user experience, which then will bounce, you know, them off of your site. Also sends a signal to Google. Hey, not really that great. Don't show this to other people. Let's rank them lower and let other people with better content come in above them. Okay. So that's another one. So when you're, if you're hiring writers to do your work, make sure that you're going through and making sure that they're, they're doing a good job. Okay. Um, okay. So let's move on. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I got one other thing here. I had a little note here. I want to remind you if you find when you're doing your research that someone is ranking on page one with crappy content, like I just described, that's a huge, a huge advantage for you because guess what? They're ranking with crappy content, meaning that Google really doesn't have much other content to show. If you create a better piece of content, they're probably going to rank you higher and you're probably going to take their spot. 
So there's a huge advantage there when you're doing your keyword research to find crappy content. And then you just go in there and create better content. All right. So that was number two, just bad content in general. All right. And the third one is kind of the opposite of bad content and it's perfectionism. It's, I want to create the best piece of content. So I'm going to spend two months creating this piece of content. Okay. So that's the extreme. So now we went from, oh, I'm just going to slam up anything, any piece of crappy content to get it out there and wonder why I'm not ranking. And then the other side of it is, well, I'm not getting any content created because I'm spending too much time either researching keywords or trying to uh, make sure that every day I go through that piece of content. I just keep adding to it. I keep adding to it. Before you know it, it's this, you know, this article that's 6,000 words. And that's fine if it's a pillar post type post where it's, it's more of your long form, but typically we're between 1,000 and 1,500, 1,800 words is about our average. There's some that are going to be 3,000, some that are going to be 6,000, depending if it's a pillar post. But a majority of the posts are going to be uh, you know, a shorter form, meaning 1,000 to 1,500. That's about the average, okay? But I see that a lot. It's where you're, you're spending two, three weeks to create a piece of content when you could have created two, three separate pieces of content. And I think we would agree that if you have more pieces of content out there, you have more lines in the water, you got a better chance of catching more fish, right? You get, just have a greater chance. Okay. So that's the third one is perfectionism. And that one there holds a lot of people up. All right. So now that's the three, I'm going to give you a fourth. Okay. And I'm going to give you a checklist that can help you with this. All right. Before I do that, let me, let me recap here real quick. So number one is going after the high volume to competitive keywords. Okay. That's number one. So we want to avoid that. You want to go after relevancy first and low competition. Okay. And don't worry about search volume Two, bad content. Okay. Just creating crappy content that is just thrown up there. It's either short, it's not formatted well, uh, and it's just not a good user experience. Okay. So that's number two. And number three is the opposite of that. And that's perfectionism. That's trying to create a piece of content that is never going to be perfect. And you're going to, you know, spend two, three weeks, maybe even a month creating that piece of content. All right. So that's the three. Number four. Okay. This is a bonus is not optimized for search or the user. Okay. And this is basically formatting one-on-one. Okay. And this is Every single thing, every time that we create a post and we publish it, we are going through this right here. So this goes in the, in the, uh, pre-content, then it also goes into the creation of the content and then it goes on the publishing side. Okay. So I'm going to run through these. There's six different things. So you might want to make a note of these. Okay. So number one is what we call the H1 tag. And that is basically the title of your post of your article. Okay. This is also your string inside of your URL, right? So it's the, it's the, uh, it's the link that people would go to or that they will there that will show up in search. Okay. So when they click on that, it goes to your post that right there, your slug, they call that your URL. You want that to be the title, right? Cause that's your long tail, right? Can you catch bass in a pond? That's your H1. That's your title. That's also going to be your URL, your string, your slug, as they call it. Okay. So that's a big one. 
Got to make sure that's there. Okay. The second one is your H2 tags. And these are basically subtopics. And a simple way of getting these, and I've said this before, is type in your long tail that you're going after and then look at people also asked. And those right there could be your subheads, or at least some of those could be. Okay. Going back to relevancy, when Google is telling you, here's your search that you went after, here's what other people also asked, we're giving them what they want because they're telling us what they want. They're telling us that other people search for this. So if we have a piece of content that covers all of these, we win, right? So that's the H2. That's your subtopics, okay? Also asked, people also asked. The third one is your H3s. If you're going to have H3s. Now, an H3 would be a subtopic inside of your subtopic. So basically, the H2 is its own subtopic. The H3 is a is another bullet or another subhead inside of the H2, okay? And so that you don't have to put those in there, okay? But it is good practice if you do because you've went a little bit deeper now, right? You went a little bit deeper in a way that you can get those to go a little bit deeper is reverse what I just said to do. Take your subtopic, put it into Google, see what people also asked, use those as your H3s, okay? And you can also do this as building out your outline too, by the way. If you want to build your outline, this is a great way of doing it, okay? So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is images, okay? So number one, make sure that you have at least two to three images in that post. Why? Well, people don't like to see a wall of text. It's like a magazine. Do you want to open a magazine and only see text or do you want to see pictures, images, graphics? Yes, we do, right? So we're, we're doing this as a user experience so they can scan, they can have visuals, right? We also are doing this to keep them on our site longer because now they're going to be, they're going to be uh, you know, reading longer because they're more engaged. And also a little side benefit is when we add those images, we're going to title those images. We're going to save those images as our own, right? If we've taken them ourselves or if we've purchased them from a royalty-free site, we're going to title them with a keyword, right? So if we're showing a uh, bass fishing lure, we're going to, we're going to title that uh, silver bass fishing lure. And then guess what? We can also show up in the image search. So you probably have you know, search for something and then you go into images and then you'll see all of the images that come up for that, that keyword. That's another benefit. Okay. So that's something that we always keep in our workflow. Okay. Two to three images. Now the next one here is number five and that's internal and external links. So inbound and outbound. So some people will be like, Scott, why would you want to link out to another site? Well, one of the reasons is, is because you want to also let Google know that you're reaching out. So you're giving external resources. Okay. Also you like to, or you should, you know, click or or I'm sorry, link over to an authoritative site, right? So something in, so if it would be, uh, in the, in the fishing world, it might be, uh, maybe a fishing magazine, right. That publishes, and maybe they have a domain authority of, of an 80 right? So we're linking over to them. Now we don't get any of that juice back, but we are showing that we're linking out to an authoritative site, the trusted site. And then what we also want to do is we want an internal link. Okay. So this way here, we keep people on our site longer, right? 
as we're mentioning something, if we have a post on that, we want to go ahead and link over to that post because they may be like, oh, I want to know a little bit more about that. And then they click over. And then this keeps them on our site longer, which also will help us with rankings because Google likes to see where people are spending more time. Okay. So that's how you get that internal links and then outbound links. And then the last thing, and this is optional, we do it, is find a good YouTube video that explains something in that post and then embed it inside of your post. What this also does is it's like an outbound link because it's coming from YouTube. So that's also seen. And then also people are going to be there and be like, oh, maybe I'll watch a little bit of this. And then they watch it. Guess what? Stay on the site longer. See? So all of those things combined make up a well-optimized post. Okay? Now, I know I just went over a ton right there. And there is a lot there. But it's not hard. You just have to do it. Right? And once you do it, you learn it. And then it becomes part of your process. Um, So I will remind you, if you are interested in going through this more of a deep dive and you want help going through it, we do have a training. It's a seven-day content creation challenge, which we actually go right along with you and start from scratch and then do all of the things that it takes to get a post up and running on your website. And you can find that by heading over to launchyourcontent.com. Again, that's launchyourcontent.com. All right. So that's everything right there. So the fourth one, like I said, big one is not optimized for search or user experience. Big one. That's a big one too. All right. So those are the mistakes to avoid the ones that I see that are the most common and they're very easy to fix. Right. So a lot of it is trusting in the process and then also settling on something and just going for it right? Don't spend too much time on the, oh my gosh, I got to make sure that this keyword is going to get me a lot of returns at the, at the beginning or in the beginning we're we're not really so concerned about that because we need to build relevancy. All right. So guys, hopefully this has helped you. And like I said, if you want help with this, head on over to launchyourcontent.com and we'll see you inside that training. But really, I want you to take what you learned here on this episode and apply it, right? And if it's one of those things that's holding you back, hopefully this has helped you move past that, all right? So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, and I'll talk to you soon. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing, if you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable, five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. 
When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts, just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.